We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chatter, throw the match. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a brontosaurus burger. The Fan. Hour number three this hour here from Damian Lillard after he dropped 60. It was more than just his scoring that was discussed in the post game. It's about kicking it up a notch, and uh, we'll hear from the letter O this hour. But uh, we start hour number three with the news du jour. Dan Quinn, he's been telling teams, I'm staying in Dallas. Bum, bum, bum. Otherwise, Jerry paid me. Yeah, yeah. Would you be shocked at all if we came to find out that, like, Dan Quinn is actually making more than Mike McCarthy nope. is right now? Nope. <laughs> and Jerry Jones has promised Dan Quinn, when I fire, not if, when, when? I fire Mike McCarthy, you're going to be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Nope. I wouldn't shock me one bit. Honestly, that's that's bad money. Like, I that. You're not making any money yeah. on that bet. Got yeah. minus 250 at least. Fuck. At least 2000. Like that that would be the most Jerry thing that you could possibly do. And now it package it, up Dak and McCarthy together. Yeah, well I wonder how much like he knows every time he goes out and does does dues. Uh every time he goes out and does one of these I like interviews. Dues. You like dues? Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, especially when you're talking about the Cowboys go and dues an interview. Yeah, every time he does an interview <laughs> He knows he's going to get a little uh, pay pump. But Dan Quinn, like, there, there's also this aspect of Dan Quinn. <laughs> and sometimes head coaches just get raw deals. His team had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Yeah. His, his defense melted down, but his offense did too. His offense, which was led by Kyle Shanahan. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird. Like... He did. He did a damn good job in Atlanta, and, they, and then you know they end up firing him. Um, and they haven't been good. They've been untangling a big mess down there that they created. And I wonder if there's an element of Dan Quinn going, dude. I don't like. I don't have to deal with all this crap. I can be the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, who everybody loves because they think our head coach is a big bumbling idiot, Mike McCarthy. Which Mike McCarthy's not. Think of Mike McCarthy and all of the flack that he gets. And look, a lot of it is justified. Game management stuff is very justified. This dude has been the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas frickin' Cowboys. Two of the most illustrious franchises in the NFL. Hell, in professional sports. I I, I was going to say, two of the most. It might be the two most. And people paint him like he's this big, he's dumb a, idiot. Like he's a, yeah, he's a bomb. <laughs> and, yeah, no. And remind me again, did he win a Super Bowl? He did! 
He's not going to win one in Dallas. No, Didn't marry but, Switzer, too? Yes, but this is not a Bozo Switzer situation here. Um, like he won is, his in Green Bay, not inheriting Jimmy Jones or Jimmy Johnson's awesome team. But more than that, like it's not like McCarthy's been bad. Nah, but he has some just Gaffs. game management yeah, he, just blunders. He, he he is like um Rain Man Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Where like he will Nathaniel Hackett like once a game. He's definitely an excellent driver. Yes. It just Ramp, and it'll be offensive driver, defensive driver. You never know which way it's going to go. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Judge Wapner. Um, there is driver, <laughs> but with Dan Quinn, you you got best of both worlds. Now McCarthy, the big blunder that he had was punting on fourth and ten from his own eighteen when you're when you're like down a score and you need to desperately score. To keep pace, they still got one more play, or they got two more plays after that. So they had another chance, but McCarthy has these big gaffes, and I just am <laughs> successful in spite in spite this. of your own stupidity is actually kind of impressive. And really, it's my mantra. All right, yeah, way to go! How did I get here? In yeah. spite of my own stupidity, you stumbled into it. Here I am, but. If Dan Quinn has been assured that he's going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, it it is not surprising in in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I bet there is the hey, you get one more year at this thing. There's always going to be jobs that come open, and let's look at the landscape right now of jobs that Dan Quinn could have gotten. All right, is Denver a slam dunk? No. Is Arizona? Hell no. Is Indy? No. Is Houston? No. So those are the four open jobs right now. Denver's probably the best one, but you have you have some red flags here, especially with Sean Payton backing out of this thing and Denver backing away from him, saying that he feels like he's going to butt heads with members of the ownership group. That's not a good thing to hear if you're a Broncos fan right now. Uh, is it an indictment? No, but it's a red flag. It's it's something that you want to you want to monitor and keep an eye on. And if you're Dan Quinn, if it's not the perfect fit, don't do it. Do not do it. And apparently D'Amico Ryans is the front runner for that job anyway. So if you don't think that you're going to be their guy, perfect. Good. It's Go always... back to Dallas, make a butt ton of money living in Texas. And tax-free. Yeah. It always matters. Uh, the other thing about this is we, we, we talked about this when the Waltons took over mm-hmm. in Denver. Mm-hmm. And who wants to be the first coach <laughs> yeah. to trust out a new owner? <laughs> yeah. I – Listen, I, I know you only get so many chances to be a head coach a first time. Like the, sometimes, you know, you get your interview cycle. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, yeah, he had his one real cycle and didn't get the job. Apparently, Indy was really high on him, but that's kind of quiet. But, but but you know, understand yeah. what I'm saying? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's just it, it may never come back around for you, and you can't be so picky about things. But if there's ever a time with I am a head coach or wanting to be a head coach, and it's my first job. The one thing that I never want to work for is a first-time owner or a new owner, in the sense of you had you. I don't care how much money they have; you just don't know. Matt Rule and David Tepper, yeah. And with Quinn, I think if you are a a retread and you're in your second gig, it's different if you're wanted as opposed to. This may be the last chance for Dan Quinn. No, you're very highly sought after. People yes. want you. You, your second act, you can be picky with, and 
you know, as this texture says, Sean Payton backed out because he was going to be the Chargers' next head coach. Like, there, there probably is an element of him and Sean Payton saying, maybe this cycle isn't for me. Maybe I can keep an eye on what's going on in L.A. And, and again, Sean Payton going to Denver, there was first-time owner, the Russ stuff, the salary cap stuff. This, like, there's a, there's a chance that Brandon Staley gets fired halfway into the season next year. Facts, Jack. Like, if you want, if you want to talk about a coach going into a season on a hot seat next season, mm-hmm. is there anybody higher than Brandon Staley? No, nope. It is S or get off the pot. And so, if you're if you're Sean Payton, you're just sitting there like, again, number one, if you're the Chargers, you're stupid because you should never go into a season with a hot seat coach. Either can't, no, not even, not even either, can't him. They say they have faith in him, though. He says that he has faith in yeah, him. Yeah, uh-huh. but... votes of confidence. Really, can you find me a vote of confidence that's ever gone up that actually actually ever worked? Hmm. I no. <laughs> well, Zach Taylor actually is a good one. You Zach know what? Taylor in Cincinnati. You're right because he was so close to getting canned. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's so few and far between. Yep. If you're gonna do it, just do it. Yeah. Nike. All right. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Coach. Damian Lillard last night after uh, dropping the most efficient 60-point performance in NBA history. Um, He's saying it's that time, man. It's that time. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Damian Lillard had a, an all-timer night last night, quite literally. Dean, nobody's ever done it before. We watched history. Most efficient 60-piece of all time in the NBA. And uh, after the game, you know, he was even surprised to see he was the most efficient 60-point game ever. Um, but he, he also addressed something that, that, you know, you had been talking to him about, which is this is the time of the year mm-hmm. where Lillard cranks it up a notch. Um, I mean, I think it's <clears throat> it's a time of the year where uh, a lot of people, you know, you the excitement and the, hot, the energy and all of that stuff about the season being new and everybody wanting to show who they are now. We're a better team. I'm a better player. Um, the season starts to wear on you physically, mentally. Um, some people have that. Um, that boost of energy and confidence that they came into the season with taken away. 
So it's a different spot, and, you know, you're looking at that break, and, you know, your team might be on a losing streak or things might not be going, and it's just those kind of like the dog days, you know, where a lot of people are just kind of like whatever way it goes, it goes, you know. And a lot of times I'm looking at it like it's an opportunity, you know, but it, it's, it comes down to who's willing to dig, who's willing to, you know, stand on a square and, and fight for it, you know, even when it's good, when it's, good, when it's not good. Um, you know, who's going to go out there and play like it means more. And I think I just thrive in those those situations. And um, I also know uh, what works for me, you know, what, what types of things I have to do when that comes to give myself a chance to be successful. And I always do it. So, um, you know, it's not guaranteed to work, but it's always giving me the kind of results that I'm looking for. And um, it's something that I'm true to. So... I love hearing that because that is an acknowledgement of what everybody kind of around here has been feeling and saying for quite some time is mm-hmm. that like the, the urgency, the where this team is at, it, it's not good enough. Like no. that that's an acknowledgement of what all of the fans are feeling right mm-hmm. now. And even more than that, Dame knows that teams around the league, you can start off hot. You can start off cold. You, you can feel good about your summer workouts and what you added to your game. and Best shot, best, best shape, shape, of, your life. Yeah, shape of my life. 10 pounds of muscle. <laughs> All those things. This is the dog days. This is the hardest time of the year to work. Mm. Because what you're seeing is right over the horizon two weeks away is vacation. Yep. If you're not playing in that All-Star game or being a part of that event, you know where you are. You're in Hawaii. You're in Mexico. You're in the Bahamas. That's where these guys go. They go somewhere warm. They go somewhere to rejuvenate. They go somewhere to relax. They have millions of dollars and access to things that most people don't, and that's where they go. Dame looks at this and goes, it's time to go. It's time to grind. Yep. Everybody else is looking around waiting for something to happen. This is when I crank it up, and this is what makes him different. And I, and I know we talk about built different and all that stuff regularly when we talk about players across sports. He genuinely is. You know how I know this, Dusty? This is not the first time we've seen this. This is not the second time we've seen this. This is the seventh time we've seen this. Like, at what point in time do you just have to believe the guy? Yep. You know? The difference is, in the past, he had other guys along to to support him. Yep. And to check him. That's true. I don't know if they have that right now. I genuinely believe that they look at Anthony Simons as hoping that this is that opportunity that he can seize that. Yeah. And I think you saw sprinklings of that. But I think they look at Jeremy Grant and they go, he's going to ride with Dame. But he's not his number two. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can even, as much as Nurk is a good friend and brother to Dame, I don't think you can trust Nurk. Yeah. And I don't I don't think you can. And I think that's the, the, the problem with this, this roster and this team right now is it's not that the guys don't care. It's not that guys don't try. It's I, I don't think there is a bedrock foundation of belief. Yeah. And you don't just it doesn't just happen. You have to build it through trials. And how they get out of this over the next two weeks, I think is going to say a lot about what this version of this team ultimately ends up looking like heading into next season. You know, it's interesting, the dog days, like we have these in in all sports too, the dog days of summer with baseball in the NFL. It's the month of November, Mm -hmm. like the month of November. And it's really fascinating to look at the four teams and how you 
use November to kind of catapult you Sets into a con- contention. It is that's the month that's the hardest to win. And I went back and I was looking at it um, as we were heading into the conference championship weekend. If you look at the teams that are are remaining, Cincinnati, their their last loss was against the uh, Cleveland Browns on October 31st. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles, they have lost. I mean, this is a team that's 14 and three on the year. Okay. Two of their losses at the end of the year, Cowboys Saints, they, they didn't need to win that game. All they needed to win was the final game of the year against the Giants, mm-hmm. and they locked up the number one seed. They'd given themselves a almost perfect. They did dog all the cushion days. work before it. Um, but then you have the Kansas City Chiefs. The only loss that they had from late October all the way through, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, mm-hmm. the team that they're playing. Ah, okay. Uh, and then the San Francisco 49ers, they didn't, their last loss was to the Kansas City Chiefs. And that game was back in October, October 23rd. The dog days, the final teams that are, are remaining, you power through them and they, they catapult you through the last quarter of the season in December and into the playoffs. And it's across all sports. And here's something else. All sports have it. And here's the other part of this that, I mean, we in the media don't do a good job of this because of the messiness of it. But it's baseball, it's football, it's NFL. What we don't talk about are the competing agendas all the time. Mm. Whether it's money, playing time, prestige, contracts, personal beefs. You know, you work with people that you don't like sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that leads to stuff. Sometimes people are a-holes and you don't get along and it leads to an unproductive work environment. Mm-hmm. That's no different in sports. Hmm. So I'm not saying that that's the case with the Blazers, but I'm saying I always get the, well, why don't they start this way? Well, to be honest, because you have a lot of agendas well, coming into a year. Well, they did start this way. They well, they started really 10 and 4. Yeah. But let's go, let's roll it back a year. Yeah. Neil Olshay went and promised C.J. McCullough more touches, Norm Powell more touches, Larry Nance more touches, Robert Covington more touches, Yusuf Nurkic more touches. You know they only have one basketball. Well, in this year it was we have something to prove out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups, what kind of coach can he be? Damian Lillard, did you lose a step? You know, there's a lot of new pieces that were coming in that needed to kind of prove themselves. They proved it. And, and then, then maybe went, did you get a little bit of a relax on yeah. top of the injuries? And I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. But just taking a step back and looking at things, I think there's a combination of a lot there. You have young guys who haven't built that bedrock yet. I think there was probably a relaxed period. I think Damian Lillard missed 12 games. And I think the injuries kind of piled up on them, and you got a perfect storm that an untested team that, while not fragile, did not have the foundation that the previous iteration did. Now, this this entire conversation explains going losing 13 of 19 games but it doesn't change the ceiling of what this team is no. either like in that that's an important thing to to, to this have is to still a fourth here. or fifth like at best fourth or fifth seed if everything goes well yeah in the ceiling has not changed no. but the it, packaging of it all and what it ultimately could lead yeah. to down the road you because but i think that's the frustrating part though. yeah it is and here's the thing you, they, they need to add more talent. There's no doubt about that. Word. But every single title team, even as one as, as plug-and-play as LeBron in Miami or Kawhi in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. 
Really good teams that both those guys went on to. There's foundation there. Yeah. There's culture there. There's, I mean, you had guys like Kyle Lowry and and a young Pascal Siakam. Just and ask Heat fans Fleet. about Heat culture. It's a real thing. And there's a reason why that the there are players in the NBA that are very good players, star level players that do not and will not play in Miami because of the accountability and culture that Heat yeah. culture demands. Tyler Hero, I think, would be a disaster anywhere else because the the box that Miami puts him in, yeah, and he it forces him to do things. He strays and then a he lot, gets tapped and then back in. They like a little puppy. They mm-hmm. pop him on the nose, mm-hmm. say, "Get back over here." And that's the thing is, for everything that was problematic in Portland in that Dame CJ era, they were the bedrock. Yeah, and Dame and CJ did set the tone for. Other guys, which is why you saw other guys always fall in line. See, and I think this text is, is interesting because piggybacking off what you're saying um, and in this fact here that I'm going to preface the reading the text with, C.J. McCollum worked his butt off in the offseason. Yes. He was in New York, and he wasn't just doing a podcast or doing journalism stuff. He was in the gym. And he was doing the black ops stuff, mm-hmm. and he was always kind of grinding through. Like That's he, how he got to where he got. He was addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And this is what this text uh, says. He goes, I don't think Simmons or Nurk share that grind mentality Dame does. If you can get a three-quarter return on those guys, that more aligns with Dame and GP2's mentality. Do it! Now, I, I don't know. I don't... Because it the mentality... Of Anthony Simons is not Damian Lillard, but to be fair, he, there's like three people. In he the does work. <laughs> he does work on his craft. Yes, but does he have that dog to be the that's, greatest like Damian Lillard? That's the question. Or, or not even. It doesn't even have to be Dame like CJ did. Because CJ, for as as um, prickly as he could be at mm-hmm. times, he had some dog in him. No, though. he didn't. And, he and it's, would what's, go after it's what's it. it's what and is missing. And that that is the big question. So to that texture's point, like I, I think we know we know n- n- what Nurk is as the as the player, yeah. and that's not we've seen so much of him for so long. Nurk's Nurk's coming now, to camp out of shape. Yeah, sure. like like that, that this, is this is not a one time thing. Nurk that is it, and this is the thing, the ugly thing that that's like you don't want to talk about. You don't want to you know throw guys under the bus. There are guys in the NBA who don't work as hard as they need to, or nor as hard as you think they should. Yeah. There are, there are guys in the league who are comfortable cashing checks. Yep. That is a real thing. That is not that is not just the NBA. It's the same in the NFL. It's the same oh, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Anybody who gets money. Yes. It, that, everywhere you work, there are people who are willing to work harder than you. Mm-hmm. It's how different you are. Dame is different. The question is, and Ant... Ant works, man. Ant does work. And here's the thing. He didn't when he got in the league. Uh, Phil Beckner... Talked about the remember the serial killer story where he the the whole idea of like he wanted to go eat a bowl of cereal and Phil Beckner said get the f out of here get get out of here you want to go eat a bowl of cereal right now are you going to work or not and it was one of those things that he was just like yeah I'm going to work and he made it just most guys coming in the NBA 18 19 20 years old mm-hmm. they don't know how to work. The reason Dame and, uh, to a lesser extent, CJ are successful is because of they knew how to work. Yeah. Dame hit a level, and then he went and to another one. CJ hit a level, and he was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm, and it's not, it's not like he hit a level that's like, 
an okay level. CJ was right there at All-Star. But he didn't take that next step. Is it because that he wasn't good enough or that he didn't work hard enough or did, was it just it wasn't enough for him? Because talking to Dame and talking to people around him, the people who've worked with him, trained with him, played with him, nobody beats him there. And there is also, nobody. There's also a physical limitation that that CJ had. Too. Which and there's a difference. And that's Ant, Ant doesn't have Ant does that, not have that. Man. Ant is he is more twitchy. Athletically, Ant is bypassing CJ in every level. Every level. Just an athletic freak compared to CJ. But does that dog come out? Because this is the difference. CJ spent four years making Lehigh a relevant program. <laughs> CJ's one of the best scorers in the country at Lehigh. For a year. And then when he left, they went back to Went back to Lehigh. Do you know how much of a dog you have to be to make Lehigh relevant or Weber State relevant? Yeah. Ant went to IMG. And the difference is he's learning in the NBA. Mm. Now that he's gone through kind of point guard you behind Dame, this is the first real year. Mm. And I think when you look at this, this this stretch between now and the All-Star break, it's not make or break. But I think it will be. It has an opportunity to be very telling about Anthony Simons' continued development. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty is a fan text line right now. Is Jeff Rust? He's got Sports Center. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, ten eighty. The fan. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. This text says nobody seems to improve their game in the offseason like Dame does. No, it's uncommon. It's that's the thing is that people think that that's a normal thing, and this is not me just being really high on Anthony or anything along those lines. But last year, if I going into that season, if I had told you by the end of the year that Ant would look like he could run an offense. None of you would have believed me. Well, I would have said it's about time because we'd heard for so long. Like every since he came in, it was like, watch out for the, watch out for the young kid. And then it was like, it's good. The young kid's really special. And it was like, yeah, let's go. Finally got here. But it's the it's the it's the yeah. it's the micro skills. It's the playmaking. It's the the passing. It's the offhand dribbling stuff mm-hmm. that he still needs to work on a ton. But those were the things that nobody thought was going to happen. And then boom, it did. You want the perfect example though. Of a guy who who came back with something every year, who's not a star, who was in Portland, is a very very good example. Wes Matthews. Yeah. Wes Matthews went from a guy who could not shoot. He bothered Jeff Hornacek so much with the Jazz because they were taking him off the floor in closing lineups mm-hmm. that Jeff Hornacek worked with him for six months straight and he got his three point shot. Then Wes couldn't dribble, and so he added a dribble closeout. Then Wes wouldn't finish. He spent an entire summer working on his finishing. And then that next summer, he worked on his post game so much and got so effective at it that the Blazers used it against the Rockets to beat the living yeah. hell out of James Harden. Do you remember that? They opened that series hunting yeah. James Harden in the post with Wes Matthews. Oh, show. I like, do. That's, that is the rare workhorse in the NBA who's not a superstar. Yeah. But it's not normal for guys to do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, that true that. 
And it's a very special and rare player in the NBA that over the course of their career continues to, I mean, really, where would you put the developmental years in the NBA? Probably your first four years in the NBA is where you truly grow your skills. And then it becomes more refinement after that. Yes. Phil Beckner is a big proponent of take good to great. Yeah. So if you've, if you're a good shooter, become a great shooter. It's better for you to become a, Go to from a good to a great shooter than it is for you to be a good shooter with no handle to be a good shooter with an okay handle. Mm. Take what you're good and become great at. It. That is how you're successful in the NBA. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> this text at five zero three two five zero ten eight says, "Damn, West couldn't shoot or dribble. How did he get in the NBA? Well, he wasn't drafted. Yeah, that's <laughs> he was he, undrafted because he worked his ass off at Marquette. That's yeah. why because he was a great <laughs> defender." That's that's what makes West. That's got, exactly what I'm talking about. He got a he got a he got a chance to get into the NBA, and he dog he could play defense. Yes, and that was it. That was it. They gave him a a shot, and that's like that. That's, that's a, it. That's exactly that's it. That's literally my point. Is that yeah. he took and that he is the you will be hard pressed to, hard pressed to find somebody who did more with less than West Matthews. He was he was awesome. He was. I miss Iron Man. Oh God, he was so much fun. I miss him so, so much, much fun. I, I remember um, there was a <laughs> he used an alias for the when he went to the All Star game, mm-hmm. and, and we had him on. And I'll never forget having to call the, the hotel desk, hotel desk, and ask for his alias, which he probably still uses. Mm. So I'm not going to run Mexico. Yeah, it is Ron Me- Mexico. And it was, I just remembered. And then, was, it, was it one of those things you can't say with a straight face? Yeah, no, I was laughing. And the person at the front desk of the hotel was like very serious. And you could tell they had a list of aliases mm. that they were going off of. And they were like, okay. And yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Send you right up to his room, dialed mm-hmm. him up. And he was, he was great, but he was, he was different, man. He was a rare breed. Yes, Marquette players are rare, rare breed. So are Villanova. Guys. Yes, they're, they're they're cut. They're the same cloth. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Josh, Jay Crowder, Wes Matthews, to an extent, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, they, and you know what you get. Oh, hundred percent. You know what you get when mm-hmm. you get a a Marquette guy, unless it's Travis Diener. And even then, <laughs> he was just three. Just, but different dude. Different dude. Uh, for sure. All right, let's put a bow on the Thursday. Get you set for uh, Friday. Danny Dusty on the fan. Ball into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. Ball four. Ball eight. Low and Vaughn has walked the bases loaded on 12 straight pitches. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right. Major League, happy 89th birthday to the voice of the Cleveland Indians in the, well, only in the movie. Yes. He is the true Milwaukee voice of the Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers, Bob Euchre. Over 50 years with the Brewers. Wow. It is very fitting that he is the voice of the Brew Crew. Yes. True dad. And, of course, employer to uh, Lynn Belvedere. Yeah. Mr. Belvedere. (laughs) He's an interesting dude, 
Bob Euchre. You guys yes. remember when he got locked in his broadcast booth a, a couple years back? In <laughs> no. Milwaukee? No, but that could only happen to Bob Euchre. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the door locked from the outside and he couldn't get out. Like, <laughs> he was stuck in his broadcast booth. May of 2015, Euchre gets locked inside his own press booth. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you just get on the air and be like, hey, if anybody's listening to this, can they come and let me out of here? <laughs> Doorknob fell off the home radio booth. Rob Euchre and crew are stuck inside. A ladder has been placed outside the booth so a handyman can climb inside. <laughs> now that's a Milwaukee Brewers-esque. <laughs> that's a Cleveland. That's a major league. That's Cleveland Indians. Eight, My 1989. goodness. Uh, and the, the fact that they got an actual play-by-play guy to play the role of uh, the broadcaster on major league. I, I, what is his name? Harry, Harry Doyle. Harry Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. It's not far off from how he calls Brewers games. It's pretty, pretty on brand. Uh, and that's just great. Which just makes it great. Apparently, he cusses like a sailor in real life. I can believe that. Yeah, hundred percent. There is a really good clip that I saw circulating today of Norm McDonald on Stern. Oh God, Norm and Euchre together would just be a meltdown. It, well. <laughs> No, it wasn't just Norm and Euchre. It was uh, Artie Lang was with him, too. Oh, God. And they were... I don't think that dump button could keep up. No, they were at Wrigley for a Brewers-Cubs game, and it's about John Fogarty being in the stands. Is he out in center field? Hello! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in the story that they tell, just Euchre just dropping F-bombs. Like, I'm going to have him come up here and sing for you guys. And they're like, no, we don't need him to come up and sing for us. Of, of the random people that I would want to get, like, absolutely shlammered with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Euchre is really high on that list. Yeah, I'd throw down a beer or seven with Bob Euchre. That would yeah. be a, like, yeah. entirely famous, like, known quantity human that, like, you know, but not the first name off the top of your head. Would you, like? Is there any part of you that would think that that would be a bad night? No, it'd be a great night. It'd be a great night. And that's like I read an article about Harry Carey and his drinking prowess <laughs> and what he would do to young broadcasters. Uh-huh. Like he would like if destroy you play, them. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, come on out with me, and we're gonna go and do, have some beers. We're gonna go drink a Budweiser. That's a pretty so good Harry Carey. It off with the tall and cool then, Budweiser. Yeah, and then he could just take him out and just drink them. Under the just table. Under the table. Yep. Young sports writers that were covering the Cubs for the first time. Just uh, legendary stories. And he just let go out. And the, the stories are all true. Like, after a ball game, Harry would just roll out and just go to the closest bar. And he knew he never had to buy a drink. No. But the only caveat was it had to have Budweiser. He would not go to a bar that did not have Budweiser because he's a Bud man. Do you guys know the one person that drank Harry Carey under the table? I'd say there is one person. I would say Andre the Giant, Wade Boggs. No, (laughs) Mr. Blue Eyes himself, Frank Sinatra. Ooh, Ooh. that is the one guy that Harry Carey. He was good for the longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't go and drink. Harry Carey would not go and drink with old Blue Eyes. Because yeah, it was Frank. I think it was Frank that said you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's right. That's right. You want to talk about a night that I would give anything for? Harry Carey, Frank Sinatra, Oof. Night on the Town. Yeah. That's, Let's that's, that's, that's like the, that's the original version of Hangover. You don't remember the next day. Yeah. 
Yeah, I end up with Mike Tyson face tap. Yeah, I'm okay with that because you're be like, "What's up with your face?" Yeah, no, you're. Let me tell you about the time I went out with Frank Sinatra and Harry Carey right here on the side of my face. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm here for it. If that happened, yeah, you're okay with it. Absolutely. Right. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. We work. We work in radio. We're uh fine. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd be okay. And, like, I know my, my parents, my mom would hate it. Like, my mom would be like, what would you do to your face? I can't believe it. Like, Sinatra. <laughs> Start spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> I got a face tap. <laughs> hey, number one. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, fantastic. I remember hearing a, a story about... Uh, it, like there was a listener who texted us in a, a long time ago about how his dad was the bouncer at Mary's Club. <laughs> oh, back in the day. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you and, had to be a bruiser for that job. <laughs> well, Andre the Giant came in and like, drank the beer, <laughs> all of it, all <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, just had a grand old time at Mary's, and that that seems like that would be a it'd be an incredible night with Andre the Giant. Like, yeah. okay, let's go. And I love like looking at those pictures. You see the, um, I don't know what movie it was, but like a, there's a picture of a, they're like on a movie set. It's Andre the Giant. It may have been from Conan, and then you see Andre the Giant, Wilt Chamberlain on a horse, mm-hmm. and then on uh, like Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> at his too. absolute biggest. Yeah, and he looks Tiny. miniature <laughs> because Andre the Giant was just. I love. Have you seen the the, the pony keg in his hand? Uh, no. It looks like a regular beer. Was he palming a pony keg? <laughs> yes. Uh, Man. Yeah. That's some a big old dude. Mitts. I mean, the the pictures of him with, like, the, the 40s, it looks like a... Like a regular, regular bottle. Like, he's... He was enormous. Yeah. Like, a 12-ounce a, a, a can... Say, some might say a giant. The 12-ounce can literally oh. disappeared in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Man. All right. <clears throat> Drinking tales. Harry Carey. Bob Uecker would be a great one, too. Okay, yeah. living list, because I just mentioned I want to go out with two guys that are dead. I don't think they'd be very fun. Well, Bob Uecker is... is, is a, I know, but I mentioned, too, that Bob okay. Uecker might be the yeah. guy now. You know? I'm trying to, you know, scanning, scanning. <laughs> scanning your brain? Yeah. But doing it verbally. Thinking. It's good for radio. Yeah. Yeah, most good of them radio. were... I'd say most of them were gone. Yeah. Because they partied so hard. Yeah. Uh, I was sent a photo of uh, Bruce Springsteen the other day, Mm. and it said, um, no, this is not Woody Allen. It's Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) He's wearing a cardigan on a cardigan Thursday, and he Mm. has the Woody Allen glasses on, and I had to double take it because I looked at it, and I was like, no. (laughs) Did it look like a bad day for Bruce Springsteen or a good day for Woody Allen? Neither. It looked like the same person. Oh my God! Yeah, it's the same. Like it's the I don't, I don't, I don't want to be here. Yeah, that's that says because the boss would be a good one to go out and yeah. tie one on with. Adam Sandler, I think, would be fun to go have some beers with, yeah. or like a Will Ferrell. Ferrell would be yeah. one. Get Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. Mm. Hey, hey, everybody! <laughs> While doing Frank the Tank, <laughs> Harry. If the moon was made of cheese. Would you eat it? I know I would. I know I would. I don't want the moon to be made of spare ribs. Wouldn't that be great? Slather it all up in barbecue sauce. It'd be delicious. I gotta go home and watch it. Yeah, that'd be uh, that would be great. I Will Ferrell though. I have a feeling 
he's well, I know this. He's way more tame yeah. than, now than than that. Like yeah. off he, camera. He's just like I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Um Yeah, like th- here's the problem. Here's the problem with rock and roll. Ooh. Who are the rock and rollers now? Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl would be a great one. It'd be a lot more low key, yeah. but you'd get into some you'd get in some business. Like Dave Grohl does just cool stuff. Like really cool stuff. Yeah, most of the like the big like rock and roll acts with you know, they're dead. Yeah. See? When the new they ones party too hard. The new the new rockers like uh, They're too sober. We gotta go out with. No, they're 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 too yeah. sober. They are. Well, and, and good for them. That is a good thing for them. That's why they're still rockers. Also, it's probably why the, the rock has kind of died because the best rock is made when you're not sober. Ooh, John Daly would be uh, uh I wouldn't say fun. Oh, it would be an adventure. Yeah, no. It would I, be an adventure. Have you seen the the uh country club guys with him? No. They do the uh bark at him at the tea stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's yeah, great. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Coming up tomorrow, <laughs> we're going to talk football games. Wouldn't that be great? The AFC, the NFC, they're playing a championship game. Hey, what if they played on a field full of chips? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes, he's got a leg on him. Maybe he's got a leg of lamb. Just shove it right in his socks and play some football. I'm not getting in it. I'm going to let this go clean so he can grab every last bit of it. <laughs> hey, you think Andy Reid would like to eat a cheeseburger with me? I know I would. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.